You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Based on Marjan Satrapi's life, which she first chronicled in her critically acclaimed graphic novels, Persepolis traces the journey of a precocious and assertive young girl growing up in Tehran in 1979, when Iran became an Islamic republic. With us today is Marjan Satrapi, co-directed the film with Vincent Perrineau. Persepolis won the jury prize at the 2007 Cannes Film Festival and is nominated for an Academy Best Animated Film Award. Marjan Satrapi, welcome to Film School. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm very fine. I'm very, very fine. All Yesterday right. we made a, I made the Oscar luncheon and it was Actually, the best uh, movie event I have ever done. <laughs> oh, really? The Oscar luncheon. Well, what did you yes. eat for for starts? What do you have? What do you have there for lunch? Yeah, that was some salad at the beginning, <laughs> and that was the wild salmon afterwards, and yeah. then it finished with the excellent chocolate mousse. Oh <laughs> yeah! But, yes, but most of all, you know, it was a very relaxed event. You know, we didn't have to dress up. You know, you could just be there and talk with people. Yeah. So it, it was not tight enough, which was a good thing. You're enjoying your stay here in Los Angeles then? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Especially when you come from Paris and that is like raining 300 days per year. <laughs> yeah. When you're here and you have sunshine every day, of course you're more than happy. <laughs> well, we're doing our best for you. That's all we can. <laughs> Persepolis was first in the graphic novel format. What inspired you to take it into a movie? Was there a particular point in time where you said, uh, this has got to be animated? or was this Oh, some- no, listen, b- believe me, believe me. The idea of making it a movie was not mine. I always thought it was the worst idea <laughs> to turn my book into a movie. Plus, you know, since my books they are, they are coming, we can have easily the tendency to think it's sufficient to put a camera, you know, over the frame, uh-huh. and then suddenly you have a movie. But, you know, since the narration is really not the same, we had to think about really another another language, a really cinematographic language. That uh-huh. was the big issue. But, you know, it was in a point of my life that a friend of mine who wanted to become producer, he told me, oh, let's turn that into a movie, you know, and I was like, yes, I wanted to be animated, and I wanted to work with my best friend, and I wanted to be in black and white, and I wanted to print the nerve. And I wanted to be hand drawn, and I want this, and I want that, and he said yes for all of it. So you know, then I was in trouble because you, when you ask everything and they tell you yes, then you have to do it. Because yes. I really didn't know what I was doing, and I was, you know, I mean, I, I've never made a movie in my life before, so of course it was not obvious at all from the beginning. What was the most difficult part that you felt was the most difficult part of the transformation of it from the graphic novel to the film? Was it in the voices, the sound, the motion? The, no, the... it is like, you know, for me, it was like for four years I had to think about the story in one way and then I have to forget about all the way I did it and then start from the scratch and try to make something that is similar and at the same time it's very dif- di- different. But that was very difficult. So actually three things that was very difficult. One was that, the second thing was that we didn't have any reference in the matter of animation, because, you know, what could we say to our animators? Make us, make us some Disney or Texabri or Miyazaki. Not that I don't like these things, but, you know, to the story that you were saying, that we wanted a kind of animation to look like, like real life, you know, with uh-huh. people without, you know, anticipating the movement, etc., and not having those references, you know, we had to find the style of the animation, and it took us a while before understanding how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then that was the third thing is that, you know, I'm a very solitarian person and making a book is a very solitarian work. And then suddenly you find yourself with a hundred people that you have <laughs> to direct 
That means whatever I say, I had to say intelligent thing all the time. I could even not joke because whatever I say, it was, you know, the word of God. So <laughs> that, that, that was not either. <laughs> Did you enjoy playing God? <laughs> Yes, well, not really, because, you know, I like, if I can be responsible for myself, this is already a lot for me. So being responsible for 100 people, believe me, it was not very enjoyable for me. <laughs> but at the end, you know, I enjoyed it. But well, at Ma- the beginning, no. Well, Marjan Satrapi, you threw yourself into this. It sounds like you drew something like over 600 of different, there's so many Absolutely different people. Characters. That is very difficult, you know, because my line is a simple line. And then after a while, after the, the character number 324, I was wondering which kind of nose and I should I make, you know, to make somebody different. After a while, you have lack of inspiration, but then you have to do it because, I mean, if I did it, it would take much less time than if somebody else had to do it. So then I did it. So 600 characters, you drew them to give the animators, the, your, your artists, a perspective, and they took that and ran with it. They turned all of these these characters into three-dimensional... Yes, I mean, yes, yes, because I have to make it make them from the front, from the profile, from the back, you know, the turnaround of the character, to that they would see how the character would look like from each angle. That was a long work. But anyway, it went well. Even the, the settings were beautiful, too. Did you have a hand in a lot of the settings? Absolutely, you know? absolutely, absolutely. There's some absolutely beautiful work, what you've done with, with black and white, and that's down to your graphic novels, but they were able to transform it so well on the film. I, I've got to congratulate you. You, you played Thank a you very so good god. Thank you so much. But, you know, because this work on the grays, that was a very important work. We couldn't make a, a long feature. You know, it's one hour and 35 minutes, only in black and white, because, you know, it's extremely aggressive for the eye. And in the viewer, if they don't have a tremendous headache, they would make it an uh, epileptic crisis, you know, watching a one-and-a-half-hour movie in black and white. So this gray, you soften the, the image. But then the gray, again, that was a question of which kind of gray and what kind of texture and all of that. So, you know, this background, the setting, they had to change until the end all the time because, you know, you put the action over it and then it doesn't fit. You have to work it over and over and over and over. So this project was like lots of making, but also more than that, lots of remaking and remaking and retaking and redoing. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a fascinating thread that runs through the, the film. There are these two contrasting ideas, and one is that you've taken a very personal story, sort of the this, this story of your life and growing up in Tehran and in Vienna and such, and you put it in the context of a much bigger story, the story of your country and what has happened within your country. Yes. So you have this emotional attachment to the character, obviously, <laughs> and your story, and then you have to sort of step back and be a technician and look at the big picture. What was that yes. process like for you? Well, you know, I mean, to start with, you know, I mean, making a personal story, that was the only way of doing it, because if I didn't make it this way, it would become like a, like a political or historical or sociological, you know, work, which is not that, because I'm not a historian and certainly not a sociologist and not a politician. So, and I think that that is only the personal story that are universal because you can identify to one person, but it's extremely difficult to identify to a nation or to a population. I mean, what is a nation is made of many different kind of people, and so it's very difficult to relate to. But then, you, yes, you know, you have to put the distance between you and your story. So very quickly, I had to start it about she and her and, uh, you know, her parents and her grandmother, because otherwise it's impossible to make it, you know. It's a part of emotion that belongs to me, and you cannot share it with the people you work with, because otherwise they cannot concentrate on the work, because they will all the time have to think that if they're going to, 
if you will like it, etc., etc. But also, whenever, no, from no matter what story you may care, even as personal it is, it becomes uh, fictional. And it's not a documentary about my life, so it's also a part of the storytelling in it. All in all, it's, it's difficult, but, uh, you know, it was very enjoyable at, at the same time. Uh, we're speaking with Marjan Satrapi. The film is Persepolis, and uh, I love your grandmother. Oh, I love her very much, too, because uh-huh. she was very... She always said what she thought, and this is so good to have grown up with a woman like that, because, uh-huh. uh, you know, it teaches you to, to not to lie, because, you know, lying can be cool, because, you know, of course, you don't harass people, or you don't make them angry if you lie to them once in a while, but at the same time, it makes you lose such a tremendous amount of time, so it's always better to say exactly what, what we think. It's easier, I think. Uh, did she say those things to you? How much of that is real, the, the, the philosophy that she, that she passed down to you? Oh, the, the, the philosophy that she passed down to me, this is really for real. The notion of to have integrity, the notion of having distance with the stuff, the notion of not being full of hate, you know, not to want to make revenge and all of that. These are really things that I learned from her. She, she, she was really like that. Well, what was the, what's been the reaction within your family uh, to the film? Well, you know, I, you know, my family. First of all, they're very shy people, so you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and they they never talk about what I do. Talk much more about what I am. Well, this is wonderful. not the kind of thing that we 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 discuss. I, I think that they must be proud of me. I yeah, hope so. Sure, they are. Now, are they still living in in Tehran? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And how often do you uh, get back? To Iran. I, I don't go, go back to Iran because, you know, the situation in Iran is in a way that you cannot, you cannot really know what is going to happen. I can go one day and nothing can happen, and, you know, I can go another day and something can happen. The fact that I don't know what is going to happen, I think, is wiser not, not to go back, you know. Has any of the political leadership expressed an opinion about, uh, about Persepolis? Well, at the camp festival, you know, the Iranian Ministry of Culture, they said that, you know, to the French embassy, saying that they were not happy and satisfied by the movie. But, you know, what can I do? <laughs> what can I do? You know, well, George Bush was not, uh, was not happy with uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 either. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, we're very happy and satisfied uh, with yeah. the movie, so, they, so, you, so take that. <laughs> yeah. now, okay. now, who are the, the filmmakers? This, this film has, it has some influences. Who is it that you, when you were as a filmmaker... Who, who influenced you in that regard? Who were you looking well, at? Well, you know, I mean, really for the backgrounds and this thing, you know, we were very much involved by the German expressionism, yeah. you know, the work of Friesland and Murnau mm-hmm. was really something of a reference for us, you know, the use of the black and white and, you know, how, you know, the shades, they would fall down. But then, you know, there are people like, you know, Desika also, you know, with the bicycle thief, the way that you, from a very small story, you can describe completely the social drama of the post-war Italy. That was also, you know, the, uh, and it was a movie like that. That was also, you know, the movie of Scorsese, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Goodfellows, with the use of the narration, you know, mm-hmm. how he used the narration, and he has a story of 30 years, 20 years, that goes extremely smoothly. That is all the movies that I have enjoyed and I have seen, and all the things that they have really given me something. All of that is, they have been influences. I was reading something where uh, Vincent, Vincent Perrineau, the co-director with you, said that yes. he, he picked up something from uh, Touch of Evil. Yes, the, the Touch of the Evil, you know, really, you know, when you see the scene, then Uncle Anuj is, is going towards the mountain, and you have, you know, you have all the animals on the first plan. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, that was really uh, a reference from the Touch of the Evil, you know, like when these two, two kids are sitting, you know, on a boat, mm-hmm. and you have all the animals, you know, that are on the first picture, on the first plan. 
and it makes it, uh, you know, it makes it look like a fairy tale, and at the same time, it makes it look scary and all of that. Yes. Yeah, this, this is the kind of movie that we watched, so that's why it's a good thing, you know, to have a cinematographic culture, because you don't need actually to speak about references in a very uh, direct way. Just, just you show just it. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, what was it like working with uh, Vincent Parnot? Well, you know, Vincent, before being the co-director, he, he's my best friend since, since ever. So, you know, it was not like, you know, we united together to make this movie. You know, we are like, I, as I always say, you know, you see the Coen brothers, so we are like the Coen brothers. <laughs> we work together. We always wanted to work together. But the fact is that, you know, they have to have a common project, you know, to work together. He was a cartoonist of his own. I was a cartoonist of my own. And here that was an opportunity that finally we could work together and, we took it, and we will certainly make other things together, too. We're speaking with Marjan Satrapi. The film is Persepolis. What's up next for you? Are, are you going to move into to graphic novels again? Uh, do you have something in the works right now? Right now, uh, what I would really like to do is to make another movie. But a movie with people with blood and meat and all of that, I mean, real people. Oh. <laughs> because, yes, yeah. because, you know, I mean, that will be a new challenge. I have never, never done that before. We have never done that before. So that will be, again, a new challenge because that is the whole excitement of the project is doing something you don't know yeah. how it, you're going to do it. So we want to make a nice love story, a kind of true love story, you know, this kind of love story that finished bad because, you know, a happy ending love story is never one. <laughs> we have started thinking about it, so. Well, but well, right now we have not written it it's still you know we have to finish the promotion of the movie and then and then we can go forward yeah now Persepolis is really taking you on quite a ride here you uh, a Cannes Film Festival and then now the Spirit Award nomination and Academy Award nomination did you have any expectations when you went into this project that this would be and you, you must have thought that this could happen but what happened when you actually Jesus Christ never ever over <laughs> my dead body I thought that something you know, we make, you know, this movie is an $8, $8 million movie, you know, just to tell you, and for an animation, is like nothing. Oh. It's like making a movie with $1 million. It's really nothing. Mm -hmm. So we made it, you know, without making compromise in a studio in the middle of Paris that looked like more like a gypsy camp than like a studio. Mm -hmm. And the result of that, you know, we made a, a movie that we like to make. And, you know, we said, okay, even if, you know, it's not a big success, at, at least we are satisfied of what we have done. But then, you know, when all this attention goes to it, you know, being selected, you know, in the official selection in, in Cannes Festival, having the jury prize, then, you know, all these other awards that we have had, and, and now being, you know, an Oscar nominee, and, and all of that, I say to everybody that should call me O-N, you know, Oscar nominee. It's <laughs> incredible, incredible. Oh. Don't call me Marjan Satrapi anymore, <laughs> call me O-N. <laughs> There's one other uh, sort of crew member that I'd like to sort of call out here, Mark Jose. The art yes, Mark Jose, he was the art director. Art director. Actually, you know, he, he, he had a small animation studio in Paris. Vincent already made one uh, short movie, Five Minutes, with him. So we knew him from before. And he was the only one at the beginning when we were talking about the project. Out of Vincent and I, he was the only one who exactly knew what we were talking about. Yeah. So, you know, people like that are very precious in a work, like the musician, you know, that was a very old friend of us. It was really... The way we made it, that was like when we made our underground comics, you know, we took our friends and we were working with them. The film has a feel of uh, someone who, who was a very steady hand as far as the art direction is concerned. It was very consistent and, and the quality was uh, very, very high in this absolutely, film. Absolutely, absolutely. But he's a man of quality. I mean, we were very lucky to be surrounded by people extremely talented, extremely devoted, extremely generous. Because, yeah. you know, two persons... 
Yeah, we are the director, and the name is in, is, is in our name. But you know, with all these hands before, it was impossible to make a good movie. When you break, you start to break this film down. You can see the detail when you look at it more closely. So yes. it, it, he is to be congratulated. You yourself and Vincent have put together a remarkable film here. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Well deserving of, of yes, the do, do, you, do you have your uh, your acceptance speech all written out for the Academy Awards? Well, you know, I'm mean, already <laughs> being here. You know, being nominated is. It's so cool, it's unreal. Yeah. But you know, now we are here, of course we want to win too. Yes, so, <laughs> yes best of luck to you on that. It, yeah. it would be my well, of choice. Course. I mean, if, yeah. if you're up to here, you say, why not? You know, yeah. I mean, suddenly the things become possible, so let's go for it. Yeah. We will try to do our best. But it doesn't depend on us anymore. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Uh, we, we hope that people, they will like it enough. It depends on the voters, etc., etc. So we will see what will happen. It will be great if we can bring a little Oscar to France, but... Well, well, I hope you do. Well, we look forward to seeing you not only uh, at the Academy, but the Spirit Awards and the Academy Awards. Once again, a film well-deserving of the accolades it's been getting. Marjan Satrapi, thank you so much. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cross your finger for me, huh? Uh, uh, Oh, we do. of course. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.